Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning, Alan. John, you are one of these people, and it's a while, as I said, since we've had a chat, who has consistently talked about the need to shop around, but also to, to work out your budgets at the very start of the year, or even at the tail end of December before you come into the brand new year. Is this news to you, the, the, the cost of living, and, and if so, what do you make of it? Yeah, in fact, this is in the RSI uh, report, Alan, uh, that came out there a couple of days ago, which basically said the apathy is, is rife among uh, Irish people, that, you know, uh, you know, there's something like uh, 68% of them, you know, when they were going for their mortgage, didn't bother shopping around to look for where the best rates were. Um, they admitted that, you know, they were quite happy just to get, you know, a referral and get their mortgage. And they, it's a bit like somebody going for a car, for instance. You know, how many people who are buying their first car are more interested in, in the, the, the kind of wheels and the uh, stereo system and the leather and the metallic paint rather than the interest that you're going to be paying on the, on the uh, car loan? Uh, when we look at the actual price of the products themselves, for example, a slice pan has gone up approximately an average 24 cent, milk mm. 48 cent, spaghetti 21 cent, cheddar cheese, this is an interesting one, John, has gone up 131. Um, potatoes 7 cent, butter 69 cent per pound, a chicken has gone up by 80 cent, eggs gone up by 34 cent, carrots by 5 cent, and tea bags, staple diet for so many people, by 20 cent. Um, Including me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just uh, phenomenal. Your your weekly shop has just gone through the roof, basically. Add your electricity to that, your your heating, uh, although we're now coming into the summer, thank God, which means that the, the heating will, will uh, take a rest for a few months. <clears throat> um, but it's it's all... Uh, and then the, uh, the interest rate rise, you know, the ECB... Uh, kind of rose their interest rates there a couple of weeks ago uh, to now it's uh, you know 3.5 percent and it'll be by certainly by uh, the end of May it'll be four percent it's going to go up another half percent and and that's at the at the, the base rate so you add your lender's margin to that even for those on tracker mortgages for instance the, the once you know revered tracker mortgage um, you know the margin usually was about 0.75 or maybe one percent. So 1% to top of 4%, that's 5%, Alan. That's a huge amount of money. I mean, people are, are, are being crucified on, on those repayments alone. And, and like, there's no end in sight. In, in the, they're, they're trying to say that, um, you know, rates will come down maybe towards the end of 2025, so two years' time, and then only by 0.1%. So it's going to be very marginal, but they're trying to maintain that uh, yeah. at least the, the increases will stop. Yeah. But it's still... Uh, when you put all the mix together and then add in your fuel costs and various other things, um, then it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a lot of money. So are so, you telling us the indications are that there's no end uh, in sight of well, all of this? There's stability in that, you know, I, the, in two years' time, there won't be any increase, further increases in those ACB rates. So, But it's still like... You remember I was saying to you before, uh, about 15 years ago, when the tracker rate came out and everybody was, you know, gagging for a, a, a tracker rate, and suddenly the ECB rate put their rates up by a quarter of 1%. 
Well, that was all right, and people said, ah, yeah, quarter percent's not, not too bad. But 12 months later, 12 consecutive quarter of percents, that was 3% in total. Now people were screaming to get out of, of trackers, and it's now the same thing. I mean, I've, I had clients way before Christmas who realized where these rates were going, and they, they decided to fix, get out of the tracker, abandon the tracker rate, which was, you know, unheard of. Christian McCashin in the article in the Daily Mail says when choosing their bank account 73% of consumers did not shop around. The figure was 68% for loans and 74% for credit cards. The RSI found shopping around appears to be a habit. The same consumers who compare offers when initially purchasing financial products are also more likely to switch in future. But I think the point you'll make, uh, John, is that enough people are shopping around. Oh, not at all. In fact, actually, you know, you know what it really is, is down to? It's word of mouth, Alan. You know, how many times, you know, uh, have you heard somebody, you know, where do you have your current account? Oh, I have mine in X, Y, and Z bank. Oh, really? And, and you find them good. Oh, they're great. They're great. Yeah, they're really good. So you don't check. You don't, for instance, like the Central Bank of Ireland have a website through um, the Consumer uh, the Commission for Consumer Protection, um, uh, ccpc.ie forward slash move is the actual web link. Link. And if you click on that, you'll find all the current accounts in Ireland that are there to compare. And uh, you can see at a glance where the one that you, might suit your particular needs and then go for it. Mm. Um, but people won't even do that. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're, they're listening to, you know, their good friend John Joe Mahockey, who's decided that this particular bank is the best one around because it's, you know, it's near and, it's, and they're very nice staff in there. They make a yeah. cup of tea every now and again. Yeah, and the other question that I have to raise with you is a lot of people simply don't want the hassle of having to go down through all the various questions and getting this reference and that reference to try and get a, a comparative price or to switch accounts. What's your advice on that? Well, I mean, for a lot of people, it, it is a, it, it should be a really simple operation. Obviously, if you have direct debits with uh, the likes of, say, Ulster Bank or KBC Bank, you're going to have to switch them, which means that you're going to have to, first of all, inform the new bank uh, what those direct debits are, and then you're going to have to inform um, the, the, the kind of providers of those direct debits um, that you're switching bank accounts, and you need to let them know. Um, so uh, the, there's a certain amount of, of, of uh, kind of paperwork that has to be done. Um, but again, it's, it's a pretty straightforward, uh, you know, trans... I mean, a, again, there's a huge number of people, Alan, believe it or not, still have also bank accounts, KPC accounts. And eventually what will happen is, you know, the account will be closed and a little check will be written and sent out to them and say goodbye. Yeah. So right. you don't want to get to that stage where, you know, you've got all your maybe your direct debits are now stopped altogether. There's nobody there. And you, you'll find that you, 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 you could even have your name in disrepute. I want to quote Dermot Jewell as well, who I haven't spoken to in a while, but he is, of course, the chief of the Consumers Association of Ireland. He said the sharp rise in prices was breathtaking, and he says uh, the inflation figure is extraordinarily high. So it goes back to something that you're very good at, is prioritising what you buy, what you pay, and what comes first. And I think you've always maintained getting your mortgage is the most important thing, isn't pay, paying your household bills. or What do you? Have you changed? Tack a little bit on it. Well, not really, Alan, because, you know, you're really 
feed back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is food, accommodation, and clothing. So you need food to live. You also need a roof over your head, and you have to have something on your back when you're walking around. You can't go around naked. So, I mean, but you don't need, uh, you know, uh, a Christian Dior bag to go with it. Um, so you have to, as I say, once you've done that budget, and I, I'm a great believer in, number one, doing the budget at the start of the year and find out just exactly how much does it cost you to run your life on a monthly basis. And then when you've looked at all the, 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 the kind of the expenditure uh, fields that you've populated, you ask yourself those two questions. Number one, do I need it? And number two, is there a, a better or cheaper alternative? And any time any, any bill comes in, question it. You know, is there a, comp- a comparison? Is there a competitor? Can I get another quote? You know, like a car insurance, any, any of those kind of things. And then at the end of it, if your expenditure is exceeding your income, you do ask yourself those, you know, three questions, your three choices, rather. And that is you earn more, you cut costs, or you prioritize. Um, as I said before, that's why, you know, over the last five years, 300,000 people stopped paying their health insurance. They simply couldn't afford it, Alan. Food was more important. You know, your, your, your home was more important, whether it's renting or whether it's paying your mortgage. So what advice are you giving to us this morning then on foot of this? Because as, we, as you have said to me and looking at the indicators as well, this ain't going to go away anytime soon, is it? Well, you know, I always advocate, Alan, that you should spend two hours a month on your finance, your own personal finance. It is unbelievable how um, that will pay you back big time. Two hours a month on your finances. Just go through your, your budgets. Just find out precisely. Again, if your listeners want to email me, I'll, I'll send a, a, a budget planner spreadsheet which tops itself up, has all the categories, very simple to, to use, easy to operate, uh, and, and that will start the backbone of their budget. Once they've done that, now they can find out how much it costs to run their life on a monthly basis yeah. and then uh, ask those pertinent questions. Um, but, you, you know, don't be apathetic. You know, it's a bit like when you, 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 uh, you attend a webinar or a, you attend a seminar. And I always leave the last comment, which is a big sign, 48 hours. And I'd say, well, I've been speaking for the last 48 hours, over the last hour. And if you do nothing in the next 48 hours, this whole hour has been a waste of time for you and me. So I beg you, do something. Go and set up a budget plan account. Start a regular saver account. You know, think about uh, all the the debts that you have and what best way to do it. The snowball effect, which is get rid of the most expensive debt first. All of those kind of things um, that you need to kind of address. But those two hours a month on your own personal finances, that is key for me. You're a personal insolvency practitioner as well, and there's a comment coming from a listener by the name of Ursula, who has given me her contact number. I won't obviously be calling out her full name or anything. She says, Alan, we've never missed a payment on our mortgage in our lives. We've been thrown to a finance company for a mortgage company, and now next month we will have 8.9% interest rate, meaning €1,400 a month. It's absolutely scandalous situation. No way away from them. And that comes in from Ursula. I'm sure this is something you're dealing with. Yeah, my my heart goes out to her and to all the people people who are in similar situations. You know, what, what banks, is this? What, what, what is well, well, they may have said that her, her original bank may have sold her mortgage as part of a package, uh, you know, maybe up to half a billion of mortgages to a vulture fund. And the vulture fund, um, maybe it was, uh, 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 you know, one of these kind of uh, main start mortgages, for instance, are a permanent TSB subsidiary. And, you know, it, it, they were already high interest rates 
um, and some people who are in those kind of, of interest rates and, and they're bandied about, sometimes it's impossible to get out because yeah. there was a, a kind of a, a reflection on the person if you had, a, for instance, a start account or one of those other types of mortgages where you're paying extra, which meant that uh, you couldn't obviously get your mortgage originally from the high street bank and you had to go to another bank that was a little bit more flexible, yeah. but you had to, you paid for it. And this is where it's like, a, it's, a, it's a vicious circle, Alan. Um, has has Ursula any course of action, John? Should well, she... she has because she can uh, get a, a personal insolvency practitioner, uh, you know, to represent her um, and on her behalf and to try and negotiate with that yeah. uh, voucher funder, whatever uh, lender that is. Uh, because, you know, you can't get blood from a stone and there is always a solution. And I would say to Ursula that, you know, don't despair. Um, you know, you'll find there is a solution and that, you know, if you simply can't afford the 8.9% interest rate uh, hikes uh, and, and the repayments that are involved, um, then, the, you know, there's no point in, in saying, uh, you know, you're going to put the head in the sand and do nothing. You okay, so your advice to Ursula is to contact somebody like you, a personal establishment absolutely, practitioner. Absolutely, and yeah, absolutely. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.